Hello, welcome to Raw Japan episode 56. This is Brandon Chin, and I'm broadcasting from Itoshima, Fukuoka. And today we're going to talk about kids in Japan, children in Japan. Specifically, what I mean is raising kids. And you will say, but Brandon, you don't have kids. How would you know? And it's true, I don't have kids. But I did live with uh, well, my ex girlfriend. And I lived in Kyoto for a year, and she had a daughter who was two. And this daughter, or this young girl, did not know her father. And so I essentially became the father. And, well, for a short time, I mean, I think uh, the mother had talks with the daughter that I was not the true father, and I made every attempt to make that known because I had a feeling that uh, you know it was going to come up at some point in time and so uh, during that time I learned a lot about how kids were raised in Japan and different cultural differences between Western upbringing and Eastern well my parents are Jamaican, right? So West Indian families, too, have a different way of thinking than even, say, American uh, people, United States. I'm, try I'm trying to stop saying America because it's not America, right? There's the Americas, but the United States is not America. So the United States, uh, I think people there have a different way of bringing up their children than even people from the islands like Jamaica. And most of that has to do with um, uh, behavior and sense of just, just how you treat other people. And in Japan, it's, at least for the kids, at least what I experienced, is that you really have to be concerned with the people that are around you in terms of, yeah, even if you don't know them, you have to care about what you're, you appear as. And even though the kid was really young, uh, we just had to, we had to appear. It was a very odd relationship, but very insightful and I don't regret it one bit um, but you know we had moved to a different city uh, and uh, so she was also basically a foreigner there in the city and you know we had to maintain this appearance of like being this this family that has been tight-knit for so long and at the time, uh, my Japanese wasn't so good, and she didn't speak English. And during that time, I did improve a lot because of that. But, you know, we had, our communication wasn't ideal. And so we did our best to communicate. But at times, of course, you know, in relationships anyway, especially with a kid, it can get messy. And so... It was just funny to have to really watch 
how you appeared in public and trying to really tighten the bonds when you're at home or you have time to yourself. And uh, I think beyond just caring about the appearance of things, kids also have a lot of pressure put on them when they go to school and stuff like that. I mean, she was two and three, so before she went to um, daycare, or no, it was one year before she went to daycare. Yeah, yeah, one year before she went to daycare, and um, so I spent some months being like stay-at-home dad, because at the time I, I was on a tourist visa, and I was a student, university student, so I didn't have a degree so that I could work as an English teacher or something like that. So I was a stay-at-home dad, and <laughs> it was very interesting. I was trying to enact some West Indian or Jamaican-like ways of being or parenting skills. I was 22. I was 22, and I was like... Raising a kid, man. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for the single parents out there or young parents out there really putting in the work because, I mean, kids, it's tough. You got to be there 100%. Otherwise, you're going to fuck up the kid. And uh, this kid already had a lot of trauma, I think, from not having... I mean, she wasn't quite aware at the time, but, you know... Uh, I think through the mom's reaction to that, uh, the kid also inherited some of that uh, melancholy. And yeah, so appearances affect the kid's upbringing, the pressure when they do start going to school to adapt, first of all. And, um, I mean, every kid goes into that in every country, but in Japan, specifically after hokuin or daycare, it gets really tough when you get into elementary. Or tough, I should just say, you're expected to do a lot. Like, you have to spend a lot of time going to after-school activities, and the day is long. And then, don't even mention junior high school and high school, because that's like you're working a full-time job. But, uh... Yeah, pressure and, you know, caring about different appearances really affect how the kid grows up. And I was just reading some article about uh, Finnish schools because they, they're more focused on project-based learning rather than just homework and tests and getting good grades and whatnot. But it's more focused on learning for developing as a good person so there's not a lot of I mean the science math the science and math classes are well balanced with the humanities and arts and that's pretty cool I think I can't say I've experienced Finnish education I was in Sweden for a few months with a study abroad program I could tell the difference there as well but Scandinavia has a more or a deeper emphasis on uh, building wisdom, right? And so just how to be a better human. Sorry, I'm still sick. And um, uh, 
I think in Asia, especially Japan, it's really focused on, uh, it's still based on Confucian ideals and you know, respecting your elders and using education as a way of building society, but it's very rigid and you got to respect the system. Uh, it's, it's tough on the students. It's tough on kids. And that plays out as they grow up into adults and shapes their expectations and reality and all that. And I think it's important to expose your kids to different types of experiences. And I, that's the one thing I really respected about my ex-girlfriend is that she had a different perspective when it comes to um, uh, allowing your kid to experience different things. Like she was really free in her way of raising her. And at times I was, at times it was, it, were, it was like boundary violations. Like you should probably, you should probably do that more. You should probably have some boundaries about that thing. But in general, compared to other Japanese parents, I think she was very open in, well, first of all, I mean, just dating a foreigner and like trusting the person, trusting me enough, even though our, we didn't fully like 100% native to native be able to communicate, she trusted me with her kid alone, like within a, a month or two of meeting. Here, watch my kid while I go work. What? <laughs> I mean, obviously I opted in, and it's not like I was doing it against my will or anything like that. And she wasn't like, well, I have to work, so I'm forced. It was like, okay, we talked about it. Are you okay with this and this? I was like, I'm still a university student. Uh, don't expect any financial stability. Or, like, I was still taking classes online. But, uh... Learned a lot, good experience, and I saw a lot about how Japanese kids are raised. Kids still sleep with their their parents in the same bed, and I think they do it for a long time. I mean, and then bathing with their parents as well. I mean, I bathed the daughter when, yeah, she was like two, three, like the mom wasn't there, and I'm just bathing her. That's trust, man. That's trust. At first, the kid was crying because she just hated soap in her eyes and, you know, shampoo and all that. But anyway, uh, we ended up uh, moving out of the city, and she returned back to her hometown, and I went to another... I went to work at Hoshino Resorts, and we broke up then, uh, parted ways, but really good experience for, I think, both of us, and I learned a lot about kids in Japan. And I hope you did too today. A little bit rambling, but that's the style of this podcast. It's raw Japan. It just literally, I come up with the idea right before I start recording. I was like, "What am I going to talk about today?" And it's something that I experienced today, whether I was talking with friends or uh, just came across something interesting online. And today specifically was I was ta- had a talk with one of my friends about uh, having kids in Japan or raising kids. And, you know, population is decreasing, all that. But I think I'll save that for another time. So I'm going to go blow my nose because this mucus is viscous lava coming out of a volcano. I tried to make a poem. It didn't work. 
But if you're interested in traveling to Japan, coming here and actually making it work, making poems work, <laughs> then go to brandonshin.net backslash change and watch the video there. And you can book a call with me to see if you would like to organize a way to uh, really experience countryside and connect with people here, the locals, so that you can go back home, a better version of yourself, deeper relationships, and change, use that wisdom and change your environment back home, or how you do things, whatever. Or maybe you don't need to change, maybe you just go back home and embrace who you already are. Could be like that as well, yeah? Fully embracing. Uh, or if you're just interested in reading novels about Japanese culture, just go to brandonchin.net backslash raw and uh, jump on my mailing list. I send out regular newsletters, usually daily, of Japanese culture and my experiences here. And I'll be dropping some novels for you. I already have some out on Amazon. Uh, go to one of those links and... I will see you on the next episode tomorrow. What am I going to talk about tomorrow? I don't know. It's going to be five seconds before I hit record. So see you on the next episode. Leave some feedback reviews on iTunes to let me know how I'm doing and what other topics you want to hear about. Love for you to uh, leave your comments, even if it's a one star. It lets other people know about the podcast and also what how I can do better. So it's good feedback for both of us. Woo! The new kiss. I will see you on the next episode. Have a good night. Bye.